2: Welcome back to Get Fit Guy. Coach Kevin Don here. This past week, I received an email from a listener who had come across an older Get Fit Guy episode and had some questions. The email was as follows. Hi there. I just read your article on long-term rest periods from exercise and I found it really interesting. I'm a 40-year-old guy who does three days a week of calisthenics and three days a week long distance running, about 18 to 20 kilometers per session. I've always struggled with my weight and I love this new exercise system I have as it's given me a much leaner physique than even in my 20s. Generally, I feel much better and I eat way better too. But I know I probably don't eat enough calories for long-term maintenance and I'm toying with the idea of taking a week off the running psychologically makes me feel uneasy. I know your article was in-depth, but do you think that I should take a week's break off running? I don't want to lose what I've gained, and I don't want to lose my passion for it either. Thanks, Ian. Okay, so first thing is, this was an episode from a previous host. So before I can respond to this, I have to go and read the article. So if you haven't read or listened to it, The main takeaways were, firstly, that bones, ligaments, and tendons receive less blood flow than muscles. This means they don't recover from exercise as quickly. By taking a week off every six to eight weeks, you give these structures with less blood flow the opportunity to recover, reducing injuries. Secondly, you get fitter and stronger via recovery, And if you're training every day, you may not have adequate recovery time. So having a week off may allow you to recover and come back stronger. Thirdly, increased motivation. When we train, it can take a toll on us mentally and emotionally. Therefore, a break will re-energize you, motivate you, and you'll be ready to hit it hard on your return. And lastly, the episode ended with a five-day break from exercise challenge. So there's a lot to unpack there. While a lot of it's true, I'll just give my own opinions on all of these points and then answer the email. So firstly, it's absolutely the case that ligaments and tendons respond to training in a different time frame than muscle does. Ligaments and tendons are made of different materials. They're made of collagen. And it's very often the case that muscles just respond much faster to training stimuli than ligaments and tendons do. This is why users of anabolic steroids are very susceptible to tendon injuries because they have such dramatic strength gains that they fall far outside the normal ranges of recovery. However, I can't say that I would ever really make a sweeping generalization such as saying you should be taking a week off every six to eight weeks. I think a better course of action is intelligent program design which will ensure that overload is progressive, which mitigates injury by ensuring appropriate loading and volume. Second, it is true to say that you get stronger by recovering, but I also feel this leads to too much of a focus on recovery, which nowadays is a multi-million dollar industry, with everything from compressive sleeves to $1,000 Inflating compression trousers, percussive drills, wearable devices that will tell you when your strain is too high, blood work companies, cryotherapy, infrared saunas, ice baths, foam rolling. Recovery is just the flip side of training. And most people are not under-recovered, they are under-trained. In addition, Just to circle back to my point earlier, intelligent program design progressively overloads. It ensures that training is neither under the minimum effective dose nor above the maximum recoverable dose. If you train with intelligence, you won't need to take off a week for recovery.
0: Doors take us to summers away
3: For the love of home.
2: Now, in my own coaching experience, I've never seen anyone lose motivation by training regularly. In fact, I see the opposite, which is where people lose motivation when training is disrupted for periods of time. That could be with injury, family things come up, you know, people have children, um, or pandemic came and gyms were closed along with sports clubs. And finally, I'm not sure that a five-day hiatus from training is a useful thing to encourage people to do. Many people are training for the social, emotional, and mental aspects. Stopping that for five days may be detrimental to mental well-being. Again, I would much rather see people training with intent on an intelligent program than just training so hard they cannot recover and need to take a long break. So with this information, let's get back to that email. So three days a week of calisthenics, three days a week of running sounds to me like it could be quite a lot. However, there just isn't enough data here. Data helps us to identify intent. If your intent is to run a marathon in six weeks time, maybe running 35 to 40 miles a week is a reasonable volume. But it sounds like your goal is weight loss based on the statement that you have always struggled with your weight. Therefore, I would be more inclined to say that with the intent of weight loss or even just maintenance, 40 miles a week of running is on the high end. Any long-term listeners of the show will know that if you don't have a sport specific goal and the goal is just training for health, then absolutely some cardiovascular respiratory endurance will be impactful. But we also need to circle in other important interventions, such as strength training. Strength training with external loading is the only way to progressively overload your training to overcome sarcopenia and osteopenia, or the loss of muscle mass and bone mineral density. Now, I hear you, that you're doing calisthenics three times a week, but this is typically body weight. While some gymnastic prowess, like doing pull-ups and single leg squats, are an important part of overall health and movement, it's not possible to continue to get stronger because you cannot add more load. If you know you don't take enough calories for long-term maintenance, then it's much more likely, I would say, The under eating will affect your ability to recover more than not taking a week off would. In any training hierarchy, the base of the pyramid is nutrition. And if you don't have that dialed in, eventually the wheels are going to fall off. I also reflect on feeling psychologically uneasy about taking a week off training. I wouldn't call that a red flag, but maybe an amber one As I noted earlier, there are many amazing emotional and mental benefits to training, but everything has a flip side. If we get to the point that we're afraid of not training, we may want to assess this because that can definitely lead to an overtraining scenario. Now, you lose cardiovascular fitness much faster than you do muscle mass. Strength is very resilient, but you'd be talking about half to one percent of your capacity after seven days so do i think you should take a break from running well i don't know there isn't enough data here but what i do think is that everyone should evaluate their training intent develop a program that is well-rounded and addresses that intent in an objective way if you have a training question are looking for individual training program design or just want to say hi, head over to the Get Fit Guy Facebook page or send me an email at getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com. At Get Fit Guy is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. Thanks to the team at Quick and Dirty Tips, Adam Cecil, Morgan Christensen, Holly Hutchins, and Davina Tomlin. I'm your host, Kevin Don. If you have a question for me, leave me a voicemail at 510-353-3104 or send me an email at getfitguy@quickanddirtytips.com. At For more information about the show, visit quickanddirtytips.com or check out the show notes in your podcast app.
0: Doors take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.